A couple things I want to bring uh, before the church while we, uh, uh, before we get started today. Uh, right after we get done uh, with these announcements and the offering, which will be shortly, uh, as we sing the next song, the children from K through 5 are excused to go to uh, junior church if you'd like them to be there. So um, take note of that. Also, if you're here when we take the offering and you'd like to give something to the academy, in the pews before you, you have a, an envelope that looks something like this, my, my offering. And you can mark that for the academy, just put WHCA on it, place that in the offering plate, and we'll see that that, that gets to the academy. So if you have an offering that you'd like to go there, please uh, use these envelopes, uh, and that's going to happen just, just shortly. When we go down to the gym later, uh, just so you know, we're going to be dismissed to go down and have our meal together. Uh, what we want you to do, we don't want people standing in the hallway waiting to, so just go in and sit down. And once you've sat down, we'll, we'll just dismiss tables so that you can have time to talk to one another rather than standing in the hallway and waiting in a long line. So be sure that, uh, be sure that you go in, sit right down, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get started down there at the end of the service. We're glad to see you all. We've seen uh, some of you before, <laughs> and it's good to see you. It's been a long time, and it's great to make uh, acquaintance once again and to have you all here. Uh, I got up really early this morning. It was about 5.30 because I was thinking of things and looking at things, and, and I had about three cups of coffee, so I'm kind of ready to go. You know, three cups of coffee. I, I was reminded of a mother that was surprised by her seven-year-old son one morning. You probably heard this. But he had made coffee for her, and she was all excited by that, and so uh, she drank what was probably the worst cup of coffee she'd ever tasted in her life, and so she was kind of taken back by it, but she didn't want to hurt the little guy's feelings, so she kind of was thinking about all that, and, and she was sipping it a little bit at a time, and she got to the bottom, and there was a little lump of something, and another lump of something, and something else, and she looked at it, and there was a, a green... And she looked at it with those three little green army men you know, that was in the coffee. And she said, honey, she says, what is the army men doing in the coffee? And her said, said, my mom, it was on TV. The best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup. <laughs> well, I hope you've had your coffee and I hope you're ready for today. As we join together and uh, welcome, we're thrilled to have you here for the celebration of the 50 years, can you imagine, 50 years that the Academy has been, uh, so I am going to ask the, the ushers to come forward and we'll, we'll share in the offering at this time. Let's pray together. So, Father, we're grateful for you. And when we think of the, the beauty of this day, of being able to gather with uh, friends, loved ones, people that we've known and loved and worked with and shared the gospel with, uh, we are blessed. We are blessed. We're thankful for the, the academy, for what they do for the ministry that they have, for the reach out that's gone into this community for years. And we're thankful for the, the churches that have been affected, the, the, the jobs around that have been affected by people who've come from here and have, have gone forth with the love of God in their hearts. 
We pray, Lord, you bless this offering as we share together in it this morning. We pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. When, uh, when Mary and I sold our home over in the Rochester area in Shelby Township and moved over here uh, to be here in the congregation, one of the determining factors was to get more involved in the lives of the people here, to be able to be involved in more things, both at the church and at the school. And as you know, the Lord has placed us in a season of our life right now where that has not been possible for us to do. But the season of life is a good season because it has helped me uh, in my relationship with my wife um, to recognize the deep love that I have for her. And it is my privilege to help her and to be with her and to walk with her and to be by her and share these uh, difficult moments for her. Um, in the last 10 to 15 years, uh, the importance of and the advancement of private schools, especially Christian education, has been heightened in our country. I've been a teacher. I taught sixth grade for a number of years when I came out uh, of college. My undergraduate degree was in education, and there are a variety of opinions on whether or not a Christian education is important. Some people think it is, some people think it's not. Admittedly, we're biased uh, here when we think about this, but let me share with you why Christian education is important. And I, I took part in the academy statement. I looked at it, and I thought of some of the things that they had said there, and I added to it. And I wrote a little bit extra in there. I believe this, when we look at Christian education, that the overall aim of Christian schools is to help students become citizens of the kingdom of God, responsive disciples of Jesus Christ, and provide a quality education based upon biblical principles and strong academics. Before I forget, um, did you know that because of the miracle of the internet, the academy now is uh, global. They're speaking with kids on different parts of the world. They're dealing with missionaries' children. And they're doing that on the internet, reaching into the lives of those dedicated missionaries and communicating with missionaries' children through that medium. And so they've begun to do that. As parents consider homeschool, as they consider public school, Christian school, for their child's education, what many hope to find, in my opinion, as I look at this, is a place where their vision for their child and the school's vision for learning overlap. And they see that and they understand that. And parents can expect that we partner with them in helping their children understand that our whole world belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. There are other important areas such as athletics and formation practices and music programs and mission statements and science labs and math and civics and service projects and trips that they go on, which many of them are on today, as part of that vision. But what if you stripped away all of that and got down to the core? Got down to the core. Why Christian education? Why Christian education? Let me give you an important thing. Dedicated teachers. 
dedicated teachers. They're the heart, they're the guts of this institution that we have. Teachers who model Christian principles, who teach with academic excellence, and we can go through the, the list there. And you look at some of those, and some of them you know, some of them you don't know. But children need positive role models today in our world to influence their future. And since your child spends most of their day at school under the supervision of teachers, they should be people who share your values, people who share what you feel is important. And in a Christian school, teachers openly model and demonstrate Christian principles so your child can learn at an early age how to practice their faith in living their daily lives. Not only do they give your child an individual attention and instruction in the subject matter of things that are necessary for them to move forward in this life, it includes prayer, it includes Bible study as part of the school day. I have one little girl that comes by my office uh, uh, whenever she comes up from wherever she is and downstairs, and, and she'll say, hi, Pastor Tom, hi, Pastor Tom, and I say to her, you know, uh, Caroline, where are you going? Where are you going? And she says, I'm going to Bible. I said, okay, Caroline, you need Bible. Go to Bible. And, uh, so, and that's what happens here. They go to Bible. There's a class where they come together and they're, they're, they're taught the Bible. And at West Highland, your child will learn God's Word and learn the importance of God's Word and will use this foundation as a start for all the subjects that they, they speak of, including math and science and history. We encourage the development of the whole child. We're, we teach holistically. It's mind, body, spirit. And that's important as we look out at our, our, our world today. Listen, I know this. These teachers, this staff, many of them I know, some of them I don't know. I, I, I get around as best as I can. But we have great teachers here. We really do. These are great teachers. And the teachers view their children and the people that they're working with as unique individuals created by God, and they treat them that way. They have talents, they have abilities, they have gifts. They seek the development of God's glory in their lives. And with our small classes, because we have small class size, they receive one-on-one -on -one attention from our teachers. And it's a joy to interact with them. I say some of them I get to more than others, but I interact with them whenever I am able, and I'm looking forward to when my wife gets better. And so she can come by and we can do some things. The goal is to lift up Jesus Christ. The goal is to lift up Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And from that truth that we were singing about just a few minutes ago, watch everything else explode into a thousand possibilities for that child's life. Direction they're going to take. When this happens... The Christian school curriculum provides time and space for students to learn how mathematics and poetry and English and biology and sexuality and the environment are a part of God's good creation. It's all a part. Christian education celebrates God's hope for his world. It reminds students that they're 
is a loving and a good God. A good God. But you know what? He's a loving and good God, but there's always discipline, isn't there? There's always loving discipline. And that happens here as well. Loving discipline. A story about four high school boys that were late one morning for their class that they were going to. So they entered the classroom and sadly uh, told their teacher with long faces, well, you know, we wanted to be here. Flat tire. And the other guy's going, yeah, flat tire, flat tire, flat tire. It's a flat tire. And uh, the teacher smiled and told them that it's too bad because they missed a test that was really, really important. And they, uh, but she was willing to let them make the test up. And so she gave them each a piece of paper and a pencil and sent them to the four corners of the room. And when she got them in the four corners of the room, she told them that if they passed the test, all they had to do was answer one question. And uh, they said, okay. And she said, which tire was flat? <laughs> which tire was... It's clear to us that the goal is not just to fill students with knowledge. With knowledge. Students are also learning deep truths about who God is and how he works in the world. It's an amazing staff of people. It really is. Go, go online, Google it. Uh, read down through the bios of where these individuals have been. Some have come off the mission fields. The training that they have is outstanding. Look at their backgrounds, their education well-educated individuals in their fields, um, professionals, professionals. And what you don't see as you look at this is their heart. You don't see their heart. You don't see the love that they have for the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't see the dedication day after day after day after day that they give. People committed to Jesus, people who are committed to children, people of faith, and people of prayer, and with a desire to educate. So it begins with amazing staff of people. But the second thing I would say is the students, the children are amazing here at the school. They're wonderful, wonderful kids. This is uh, Mrs. Evans' class. I go by, when I come in the door, I'll, I'll go walk around the building a little bit and see what's going on. And these little ones always say, oh, Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom. And they come run over and grab me and knock me into the hallway. And, uh, but spend a day or two with the children in the school, and you will be in all of the students who run through the hallways, yes, they're energetic, yes. Moving around, yes, always. My door's always open. My door's been open. Uh, uh, Eunice, my door was always open, wasn't it? Eunice was the first principal here when I came so many years ago. I'm still here, Eunice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my door was always open, and I left it open, unless I was speaking with, with someone. Not because I think I have anything to offer, you know, but because I need and I enjoy having these little ones in my life and running around in my life. I enjoy that. I enjoy when they come in. They come into my office, they'll, they'll do whatever they do, and it nourishes me. It helps me. It, 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 
And then the teachers will come by. Some of the teachers will, will come in and they'll sit down and talk for a little bit and I'll talk with them. And, and Kevin will come in and we'll, we'll talk a little bit and we'll pray together about some things that are going on. Then Allison will come by with always something to eat. She'd bring up something that she's made or whatever and she would bring that and we would, we would uh, sit. I'm a big fan of these people. <laughs> you know, they're going to bring me food and candy and, and pray with me. I, I mean, what's wrong with that? You know, I'm a big fan of these people. Are there difficulties? Yeah, there's difficulties because there's two entities in the same building. It's always been that way. There's always been this. And there always will be that because we bump up against each other all the time. Do we disappoint them? Yes, we disappoint them. Do we support and encourage them? Yes, we encourage them and support them. But it's really bigger than us. There's larger issues here. There's larger issues. There's kingdom issues about the kingdom of God and what we're doing in the kingdom of God. I got three birthday slides. They, they, here they are in my office. They, uh, they all came in. They wanted, This was a couple years ago. And they all had to come in and sing happy birthday. So in they come into my office. And they crowded around. They were out into the hallway. And they're, they're singing. And this year I wasn't in the office as much as I have been. And so they did this. Next slide. And they did this on Friday, and I wasn't in the office till Sunday. I came in Sunday morning to get ready for worship. <laughs> and here we go. We got balloons. We got everything going on in the office. And there's a picture of me. And I said to them, they, you know, said, hey, Pastor Tom, on Monday or Tuesday, hey, Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom, you know, did, did you notice anything different about your office? <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. How do Christian schools help Students desire this better story of God's love. There's a lot of stories out in this world. How do we help them understand a better story of God's love and to live out their faith? Words are not enough. Words are not enough. When I walk through the school in the morning, which I do, and I look around the classes, I hear the noise, I see the children, I like their, their, their singing, the scriptures. I see them praying with their teachers. I don't know how many times that's occurred to me. I went into one room and the kids were there with the teacher and they were all kneeled down together and the, the kids were all surrounding that, that teacher and they were praying for this child's grandparents who had been ill. And then they went from, and I just sat and listened for just a little bit. And then they went from praying for the grandparents who were sick to this little girl's friend who was lonely and praying for her and then then we went to the dogs that were lost, and this little girl's fish died. You know, uh, sweet, you know, sweet. It's a sweet thing. Hallways. This is not, uh, uh, doesn't happen all the time, but uh, Dr. Dre's there, Kevin's over on the left side, but there was something that was happening that was important for the academy to pray together about, and they gathered together in the hallway and just circled the hallway and prayed. And uh, here's another one. The church people will recognize this from when we had a, a Gretchen Betcher with us who died of cancer. And Gretchen, believe it or not, is in the middle of that group. And this was uh, over the Christmas uh, uh, holiday. And they all came up on the stage right here and they all got around her and there was prayer that was offered for her. I, I see teachers in the classroom and in the hallway praying with children teaching and loving their children. What a wonderful response to a culture that desires to steal our children's hearts. 
What a response to say no is God's property. Each morning at West Highland, these teachers and children are acknowledging that the whole world belongs to God. This is God's world. And these are goosebump type days for me. When I watch this, that, that nothing matters but the kingdom of God. And because of the kingdom of God, everything matters. Everything matters. And we see bits and pieces of this when we share together in their lives. And it spills over into the church. And when we have them come on, on, on Christmas and they do the, the Christmas play, I mean, it's, it's just a marvelous thing to join together with them and to see that and to, and to, and to be part of that. And, and we need to strive to do some more of that kind of thing where we join together. It's all kingdom work. It's kingdom work. And I believe it makes the Lord smile. I think the Lord smiles when he looks down at this. And that includes the little guy who's concerned about his dead fish. You know, uh, Christian schools offer students a chance to restory their lives, to be different from the world through biblical principles, interaction with teachers who love them, care for them, and who are here because they want to speak Jesus into their lives and talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps these seem like simple things, simple things, and they are. They are. And yet I wonder how children's hearts are being directed and redirected when they pray and when they sing and when they read scripture communally together in the daytime with others, with their teachers, with their friends. Grow, 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 and go into the world. Go into the world. They go into jobs. They go into other churches. They marry. They have families. Having been grounded in Christ, they're able to do this with some confidence. Last thing. This is more than a school, people. Because of the outstanding Christian leadership that's here with Kevin and what he's been able to do the love that his staff has for him and his wife and how they've led them. And over the years, I think that's been, been the case uh, over and over again. But this is just not a school. This is a family. These are a family of people. And they act like family when they work with each other and talk with each other and help each other and come along beside one another. It's a family, and it's a family that's been around for 50 years, talking Jesus talking about Jesus into the lives of children. And we're here today to celebrate that God has blessed. He really has blessed. And our prayer is that he will continue to bless in the years to come as we enter another 50 years to come. So Charlie's going to come now. He's chair of the board. He's the, the big kahuna here. So he's going to come up and he's going he's to share. Thank you, Pastor. On behalf of the WHCA family, I wish to welcome everyone who is here today, whether in person or in spirit, to celebrate our 50th year of educating students. As part of today's activities, I would encourage you to check out our yearbook display in, the, in room 5-6, which is at the end of the hall on your way to the gym. Another area of interest in it is our robotics display, which is downstairs in the computer lab uh, in room 16. We would like for everyone to fill out a name tag 
uh, indicating whether you're a graduate or a current WHCA or current WHBC. If we didn't catch in the narthex earlier, we'll move the, the table to the gym when we break for lunch. At this time, I would like to turn the program over to Dr. Charlick and his family to share with us both an historical perspective and some current insights, all relating to why we are celebrating 50 years of Christian education today. Dr. Charlotte. Hello, everybody. I've been all my life, 88 years, in this church since my father and my mother carried me in here at two weeks away, away so when I was born. Uh, I, I long wondered why our church waited 139 years before they decided to have a Christian K-12 school. I think I have a little bit of a, a, a reason now, but uh, I'm going to give you a, a good choice because uh, I'm going to have my daughter share much of this information, which will be a lot nicer and quicker, and and, uh, and, and tell me all about it. So, get this is Karen Karen Moore. This is written as if he was reading it. So when I say I, it's really him. Um, Todd, my 10-year-old son, wanted to go to a new Christian school in a Baptist church in Brighton. We checked it out, and he was happy to attend in September of 1970. A few months later, we took our family with our four children to Florida to spend Christmas with my mother and father. On Christmas morning, after breakfast, my mother gathered us around. She always read about Jesus' birth in the Bible out of Luke chapter 2. She started the first verse when Todd interrupted grandma and said, I know that. He continued the verse by memory and even went on for the next 12 verses by memory very easily. Grandma followed Todd in the Bible and said it was perfect. After all of us were speechless, a 10-year-old boy, we broke out in happiness and congratulated him. Todd just said it was a new Christian school that taught me. Marking myself, Karen, <laughs> who were a little older than Todd, immediately got very excited and said, can we go to Todd's school also? We happily agreed, and they both were enrolled in Todd's school a month later. Shortly, all, all this information spread around the church people. Our youngest, Beth, who had to wait until September, got into kindergarten. Another surprise. One Sunday, one of my children was in a small class of six to eight children. The teacher told the class, we have one verse in the center of today's lesson. I want to see what person can find it first. Start when I tell you to. She gave them the book, the chapter, the verse, and said, okay, find it. One of the students immediately spoke the verse by memory, completely incorrect. The teacher was shocked and asked him, how did you know that? The child said, my Christian school teaches us to memorize some of the most important Bible verses 
and this was one of them. All of them were surprised. The teacher and students told many people in our church. Many of our church adults asked my wife and I about this Christian school. The children asked my children all about their Christian school. My children answered, we always started in prayer. We were very happy there and we have small classes. The teachers are very kind. We like the classrooms and we are already in, on a sports team. In the fall of 1972, our deacon board, which I was on the board at the time, in a regular evening meeting at church, we were surprised by a large group of church members showing up. One person politely asked us, could we have a Christian school in our church like the Charlotte children attend? Immediately, our highly respected pastor, Robert Derby, said, I think that would be great. After many members spoke many times, our deacon chairman said, we will evaluate the possibility. After they left, the deacons appointed me to evaluate the possibilities. I knew I could not do it all, so I formed a volunteer Christian school committee. There were Jerry McGee, Helen Beam, Rick Thibodeau, Harold Mersman, and Frank Boyce. I knew between five of us, we had 12 children that we wanted in our Christian school. This made us work extra hard, and we did. We had meetings every week and thousands of hours to work. Our goal was to have a Christian school started in 10 months. We made it. It would take a long time to tell you all of what we had to do to get the school started, so there are many copies of the booklet of our 25 years of memories. We, the booklet has several pages that tells many of the things we had to do to get the school going. The booklets are free and available at the registration table in the gym. We started West Highland Christian Academy on schedule September of 1973 with 45 students and half of them are church students. My original volunteer Christian school committee turned into the school board, which is responsible for running the school, and it still does, with various board members from time to time. I have been on the school board for 50 years, 20 as president, 30 as vice president. Jerry McGee was our first president for two years, the hardest years. Beth Great, Jerry's daughter, will talk to you a little bit later. In 1993, I asked Charlie Allen to take over as my president. I remember he said, as long as you back me up as vice president. Charlie now has been president for 30 years. He lives about a half a mile away and he's here many times a week and has done one fantastic job. We have had... We've had many people who served for a long time, 10, 20, 30 years, and many more are doing a great job. I am afraid I cannot name all of them. It would take way too long. So highlights of the 50 years, we started with 45 students. The highest number of students was 162. Most of the average was around 100 students. We had uniforms 
in the year, early years and boys will remember wearing special shirts and special ties for about 15 years. And I will tell you, if you find the one tie that was here from that early years, it is being worn today. <laughs> During our 50 years, we have seen a lot of Christian schools start, but most of them have closed. About 80% of our graduates went on to, be, to colleges and university. All of our graduating students always get into a, the college or university of choice. None of our graduates failed out of college. Most of our graduates' degrees were bachelor's degrees. Some got master's degrees. Some have several MDs, dentists, and PhDs, as well as specialists. We have had several students that have become pastors. Three have become missionaries in Africa, China, and Eric Needham and his wife Faith and three children currently have been in Thailand for several years. We heard from some local pastors that our former students work very hard in their churches, including teaching. Some of our graduates work full-time for the Lord in various jobs. We have always had an active sporting program led by many volunteer coaches. Our sports teams have enjoyed success in local, state, and even national tournaments. Our school has always felt that field trips offer valuable educational opportunities outside the classroom. Our students and parents look forward to these educational and fun activities. Our principal, Kevin Witted, along with his wife and family, have been missionaries to help Christian schools in Mexico for a while. He has taken groups of our students for several years to Mexico for a week to his former mission school. Students will remember many things that will last a lifetime. In the early years of the school, we traveled for several states with small groups for various reasons. Our biggest traveling experiences were two different years after our boys basketball team and girls volleyball team each won first place in our Christian school state convention. Our first year, we traveled to Flagstaff, Arizona, and we took 20 students. Then two years later, we went to Pocatello, Idaho, which we took 25 students. We drove two big vehicles and trailers. We went for 15 days after school in June. It was the biggest education out of the classroom. Several of the details are in the booklet of 25 years of memories down at the registration table. And he says I could write a book on those two trips and we had a lot of experiences done. We have had a computer class for several years. The Spanish language has been taught for many years. One of our teachers volunteered to go to a special Barton dyslexia course. It worked well in helping our students that were having problems and then an explosion occurred. Outside our school, people heard we could help children with dyslexia some joined our schools and others offered to pay to get the teacher to help them after school hours. We and the church are actively working to see if we can enlarge the gym and have more rooms. We are all praying for that. We have a music teacher, Lisa Austin, a former graduate. Her children are in the school. She teaches our band and a lot of our singers. She also does a lot of music for our church, and she is very talented. 
We have had a student robotics program after school with volunteer coaches and outside technical advisors for six years. Our teams have won several awards at high school, junior high, and elementary competition. Most recently, our upper elementary teams won first place and a core value award. Early this year, our high school team was in the running to go to states. We are very proud of them. This week, our school sent a large group of students for three days to Kentucky for big days at Creation Museum and also the Ark Encounter. Both of them are fantastic details of Bible history. Thank you very much, Karen. Our special thanks is to West Highland Baptist Church supporting us the first 50 years. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Charlotte. What we'd like to do now is do a, a couple of things. Uh, one of them is kind of get an idea of our uh, crowd. So at this time, all West Highland graduates, please stand up and let's get calibrated. Graduates. All right, now all West Highland Christian Academy alumni, go ahead and stand up. Everybody stay standing up. Alumni? Our, our current WHCA family, which includes teachers and administrators, please stand up. Our current West Highland Baptist Church family, stand up. Anyone that's sitting down, stand up. Okay, Dr. Charlotte, would you please stand up? At this time, we're going to present a certificate of appreciation to Dr. Charlotte, and I'm going to read it. In recognition of 50 years of faithful service to and as a co-founder of West Highland Christian Academy, this the, we're awarding this to Dr. Richard Charlotte, DDS, MS, gratefully presented on Sunday, May 21st, 2023, on behalf of all those whose lives have been blessed, including this wonderful group that's currently standing. Dr. Dick. Okay, you may be seated. As has been alluded to in uh, some of the discussion here, a big part of our uh, academy it, a success has to do with the principles. And at this time, we are going to hear from, uh, hear from or uh, read some uh, words from some of our principals. Uh, and I am not going to introduce each of them. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, talk about their years, and uh, 
so it, we're, we will hear from we will hear from Marge Knable, a video from Paulette Sisi, Eunice Sanford. Uh, we'll hear some words from Trina Maven, and then uh, Kevin Whitted will uh, close out our uh, principal's presentations. So at this time, I'd like to uh, ask Marge Knable to come and share with us. So I don't have any notes. Um, I was one of the first people that came here. I did not really want to come to West Highland Baptist School. Uh, Mary Caswell kept pushing me. They need a math teacher. They need a math teacher. And I wasn't a big proponent of private schools. And I didn't want to come to a Baptist church. <laughs> I just want you to know I'm attending a Baptist church now. <laughs> but I want to tell you how warm everybody made me feel. Back then, it was uh, Joanne Charlick, uh, Pastor Ed. Um, uh, I'm trying to. Th I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a problem thinking of all the names of the people that made me feel so good here. So I got to love the school, and I got to love the kids. And like was said earlier, this became a family. This became a family. We cried together. We laughed together. We went on senior trips together. I, I was in favor of the older kids. I wasn't good with little kids. So we, we had a lot of fun and we had a lot of experiences. I remember Charlie Allen trying to teach us 50 years ago how to use a computer. And then, uh, and Diana Long was my secretary and, and uh, Betty Offner used to correct all my notes because she couldn't read my writing. But we, we did, we had a lot of fun. And some of the kids are still our friends now to this day. Um, I went to church up in Williamsburg, uh, Michigan, and three rows behind me were Shannon Saunders. What a new relationship we developed. It's just been really fun. But more important, I wanted to tell you how wonderful the teachers here and the students and the families are, were. We had lots of good times together in 50 years, and I just can't imagine that those deacons would have ever realized that the school would have gone for 50 years. I just read this this morning, and this is kind of what I would like to leave to all of you, whether you're students or whether your parents or grandparents, because I think this is really about West Highland also as a family. It says, your children are the greatest gift God will give to you, and their future can't read my own writing still. <laughs> Their spiritual souls are the highest responsibility he will ever give you. When you are old, like me, nothing else you've done will have mattered. I pray that West Highland Christian Academy will continue, and it's been fun for me just in these few minutes to see some people I haven't seen in 30 years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, West Highland. WHCA's 50th anniversary with you. My years at WHCA between 1986 and 2000 holds many of my fondest memories. All School Chapel tops my list and following close behind would be praise-a-thon, school plays, soccer, volleyball, and basketball games, graduation, harvest in the pumpkin patch, and of course, dress casual days. 
always added fun and character building to the quality education all of you received from some of the kindest, creative, smart, and best teachers in the county. Hmm, maybe the state, or hmm, maybe all the wonderful United States. Since leaving WHCA, I have had the opportunity to work full-time in four additional Christian schools. Although I retired in 2018 from full-time employment, I am busy. Throughout the years, I've heard wonderful things about WHCA alumni, and I thank God regularly for all of you. I rejoice in knowing all of the things you have accomplished. I have loved you in the past. I continue to love you in the present, and I am certain that my love for you has no end. I want to take this time to share with you something I learned from you, because God was and is present in you, always directing and guiding you. That one thing is, never stop participating. If you're in school or out of school, participate in whatever God presents to you. You'll always be blessed by God's involvement when you're involved, and others will be blessed as a result of your participation. When you participate, let God's love shine through your smile, your speech, and your actions through good times and not so good times. God is there. His grace is sufficient. He will guide and direct you. Others will recognize him in you. It is God's presence in me that makes me want to shout one more time. I love you, boys and girls. Have a great day together. God bless you, and may God continue to bless WHCA. Good morning, everyone. I'm Eunice Sanford. I worked here at West Highland beginning in 1990 as the music teacher. I was the principal from 2000 to 2008. I see so many faces before me that are familiar, and it is good to be back with this family, and we are family. Uh, when I first found out about this 50th celebration, my mind was just flooded with memories. And so today, uh, since we're here remembering and celebrating, would you take just another trip down memory lane? I have a few to add to all these wonderful memories that have been shared. And one of them was about wearing blue every day. How many of you wore blue every day? <laughs> Except for the long-awaited, once-a-month, dress-different day in which you got to wear jeans. Can you believe that? We had Friday chapels, and we had, yes, it's pretty incredible. Um, we had a, a pastor who came here and brought hot scriptures with him. Do any of you remember his Bible that when you opened it up, real flames came out of it? About the power of God's word. Um, and then the boys' basketball team, we've already talked about that, winning the state championship and then playing on the Pistons' home court at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Harvest in the pumpkin patch that Paulette um, started and, and, and last for so many years. The students uh, decorated pumpkins and displayed them on canned goods, which were then um, distributed to area food banks. Again, blessing the community through what happens here. Um, then we later on had the opportunity to expand the ministry through enrolling part-time students 
and um, from homeschooled families, and what a blessing they were to us, and they got to play on our teams, and uh, we just got to know so many more students that way. Um, here's one that many of you probably don't know about, and this one's just kind of personal to me, but can I share it with you? Downstairs, in the hallway down here below, all of the students gathered together to surprise me by singing with bagpipes. Can you hear the reverberation in that hallway down there? For my 50th birthday. Um, we took a trip to New York City after 9-11, um, and we got to hear a street violinist playing Amazing Grace at Ground Zero. Never forget that. I'll never forget attending the baptism of one of my fourth grade students. I remember standing right here and calling the names of the high school students who were receiving their diplomas and anticipating and pondering what they did here that would help them to answer God's call on their lives. I heard many, many years later that a student whose goal as a fourth grader was to become a missionary pilot, and he is now flying for Wycliffe Bible Translators. That might be another missionary to add to your list, Dr. Charlick. And Pastor Tom, Dr. Charlick talked about the, the prayers that went up here and how those students shared the deepest concerns of their hearts. They may have not seemed as important to us, but they were so important. And then we heard many times later many answers to those prayers. Praise the Lord. I have one last truly unique thing to tell you about that happened. It happened right where I'm standing. There was a certain U.S. soldier who um, crawled out of a very large Rubbermaid container to, with a rose in hand to surprise our music teacher, who thought he was halfway around the world serving his country, and to tell her they were getting married that weekend. And she's here today. She's still the music teacher. What a great memory that is. And all of these memories, and you could add so many to them, remind us that we are and were a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. The daily responsibility and privilege of aiding students to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. All of you who have invested in this ministry in any way and who have given sacrificially of your time and your means will receive your reward in heaven when you get to spend eternity with all of those who've been impacted by your commitment. There are many staff members and board members who are no longer with us, and I know that they would be happy to be here today and see all of you and know that this ministry continues to mold the lives of precious children of God and continues to advance the kingdom. In 50 years, if our Lord has not returned, I know that some of the young children who are here are now in junior church, um, and their children and their grandchildren will gather together to celebrate 100 years of learning, loving, and leaning on God through quality Christian education as an extension of the Christian family at West Highland Christian Academy. Today and in the coming years, may God richly bless West Highland Christian Academy, 
West Highland Baptist Church, who has housed the academy and made it such a vital part of their ministry, and all of you joining in this celebration as we look forward to all that our Heavenly Father has planned for this ministry. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. To God be the glory, now and forever, great things he has done. I'm going to read some uh, comments from uh, Mrs. Maven. She was unable to be here today, but she did uh, prepare a few words, and I'm going to share them with you. As Karen said earlier, this is if she was uh, presenting this. I'm very grateful to God for the time I was able to serve him at WHCA. It was here where Mrs. Grimm believed in me and encouraged me to get my master's degree in educational administration. She allowed me to implement what I was learning and quickly made me assistant principal. We also worked together to bring the boys from Promise Village to WHCA. This was where we met our second adopted son, Chris, and that set my family on a journey to foster and adopt more boys. As principal of WHCA, we partnered with Livingston Christian Schools and went on mission trips to Jamaica. Three of my children graduated from WHCA and our special needs son, Josiah, was loved and nurtured here. I grew in my leadership abilities and was challenged to become more like Jesus through my coworkers. I am blessed to be a part of the history of WHCA. And with that, I would like to introduce our current principal and uh, see what the, the Lord has laid on his heart for today. Well, as Charlie said, my name is Kevin Whitted. I'm the current principal at West Highland Christian Academy, and I am honored to be here today. I wrote a few notes that I wanted to share. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank, uh, I have a long list of thank yous, but the first is to West Highland Baptist Church, because as we all know, without West Highland Baptist Church's support and love, uh, the academy would not be in existence. And we continue to be honored and blessed by their support, um, obviously allowing us to be here and to support us with their financial blessing of not charging us rent, not charging us to plow the parking lot in the winter and to cut the grass in the summer, um, all of the things that we benefit from um, as a direct uh, kindness from West Highland Baptist has been an encouragement to us. Um, I also want to thank Pastor Tom. He has been a mentor to me over the years. Uh, he probably wouldn't think so, but I have gone into his office many times to sit and chat about things that have come up, uh, questions that I have, difficult situations I'm go uh, dealing with, and he has always been a fantastic sounding board for me to be able to sit and chat and pray and uh, so, Pastor Tom, I thank you very much for all of the love and support that you've given to me and to the Academy during the years that I've been here. Um, Pastor Andy, I wish Pastor Andy was here. I'd love to harass him a little bit, but uh, I miss Pastor Andy a lot. Uh, he and I had a lot of uh, times of sitting and talking and uh, just working on different things that we had to deal with uh, between the school and the church. He was a great liaison for me, and I... Uh, Again, miss him a lot, but I'm uh, glad that he is, has moved on and is serving the Lord where he feels like he should be. 
Um, our board obviously puts in a lot of hours of uh, hard work, even getting this uh, celebration put together. So I'm very thankful for our board. Um, my staff, if uh, any of my staff are here right now, I'd like for them to stand up and be recognized. If you're on, currently on the staff, would you stand? <laughs> Thank you, you may be seated. Uh, a great staff makes my job much easier, obviously. Heidi Betts and Lori Matthews, who are the real people who run the school, uh, they are awesome in uh, the offices where they work and uh, provide just a, an amazing amount of support to me and to the staff. And as several people have mentioned, our staff really is a family. Our school really is a family. and. Uh, it makes my job so much easier to work with a group of people who love each other, who love the kids that are here, and are sincerely committed to them being exposed to the truth of Jesus Christ every day. So that is something that I am very grateful for. Uh, some of the things I wanted to highlight, um, uh, this is, I've been the principal since 2015. Um, Charlie may or may not remember this, I know my wife does, but when I first accepted the position, I told Charlie, I'm going to be here two years, Charlie, and that's it. I'm here two years because I had a son who was a senior and a son who was a junior, and I was committed to getting them graduated, and then I was done, and I still haven't left. So <laughs> I don't have any more kids here, so I don't know exactly why I'm still here other than my wife. but. Uh, the Lord has seen fit to allow me to stay, and uh, I'm grateful to be, uh, still be uh, used by him uh, here at West Highland. Um, we have some great memories of, of things that have happened, both sports-wise. One of my favorites is when my sons were on the team that won the state championship uh, here at West, at West Highland. Uh, it was a great year of uh, soccer. We had some really fun soccer teams. I see some of the guys who played on the teams here. And attendance, it's good to see you guys. Uh, the uh, opportunities we've had to obviously minister to the children here, um, they get exposed to the truth of the gospel every day they are here in one form or another. And that is our biggest impact, I think, that we make here is the way that we expose the kids to the truth of the gospel. But that is not by any means the only way we expose the truth of the gospel because the families that come, we have parents that come, grandparents, aunts and uncles, family friends, and every opportunity that they attend, whether it's a Christmas musical, a spring worship night, uh, candles and carols, they are always exposed to the gospel as well. And so we are having an impact, not just with the students, but with their families as well. And every one of you who supports the academy are a part of that. So thank you for your support in that way. One of my favorite things that we've been able to experience as being here at West Highland is our interactions with West Highland Baptist Church. And my wife has been uh, instrumental in, uh, we have gone out and ministered to the widows and widowers. Uh, we've gone out and delivered cookies and candy and different things and just had some time of visiting with them in their homes. And that's been one of my favorite things that we've been able to participate in here. And we look forward to more 
as Pastor Tom said, uh, some more opportunities to interact with the church. So if you have an idea of you would, something you would like to see happen with the students here at school interacting with the church, please let Pastor Tom know, let me know. Uh, we would definitely like to pursue those opportunities. I want to encourage everybody to, to think about this verse as I close. Ephesians 2.10 has become my life verse, and it became my life verse when we were serving as missionaries down in Mexico. And that verse says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepares beforehand that we should walk in them. And that's an exciting verse to me because it says God is actively orchestrating opportunities for us to participate in as his followers. Every day we wake up, when we're alive and kicking, we ought to be looking for those opportunities to be directly a part of the plan that he has, the good works that he has orchestrated for us to participate in. And I believe that West Highland Christian Academy encourages our students to do that, to look for those opportunities every day to serve one another as students, to serve their families when they go home, to serve in their communities. So I encourage you as believers to look for those opportunities as well, to ask God to orchestrate those opportunities that you can participate in to be used by him on a daily basis. So thank you very much for your support of the Academy. We are very grateful for West Highland Baptist Church, and we're thankful to be a part of this ministry. Thank you. Okay, now we have uh, several uh, uh, folks that have been involved with the Academy in the past that have asked for some time to, uh, to share. And again, I'm not going to introduce them one at uh, I'm not going to introduce them. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But we're going to hear from Beth Great, Ed Pedley, Jeff Cornell, Ian Wagner by video, Dennis Stamm, and Carrie Mincer by video. So we'll start with Beth Great. There you go, hon. Thank you to the Academy Praise Band. That is a long way from daily openers and weekly chapel that featured the pledge to the American flag, the Christian flag, and the Bible pledge. And with songs like Fairest Lord Jesus and I Have Decided. The early 70s, sex, drugs, and rock and roll Many parents across America were concerned about the negative effects cultural decline and changes in the public schools were having on their children, including many at West Highland Baptist Church. But when I became a student in Huron Valley School's first elementary level sex ed class, and my brother Bob found himself riding a school bus full of cigarette and marijuana smoke his first year of high school in 1972, my dad, Jerry McGee, went into high gear, along with many others that have been and I hope will be honored yet today. Growing up in an all-boys orphanage, my dad had a soft spot for the underdog and a righteous cause. 
His cause became Christian education. The underdogs were students he championed for admission, such as the first kid Dr. Krieger, Krieger ever put on Ritalin for ADHD, an orphan who became my best friend, and Roy, who like my dad, was a severely scarred burn victim. With its red, white, and blue uniforms, Bible-based curriculum, and many extracurricular activities, West Highland Christian Academy was designed to mold hard-working patriots in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The two or three minutes I'm allowed to speak here are not nearly enough to share so many memories, like spending every Sunday and Friday night setting up and tearing down. The large number of twins in the student population and all the redheads. <laughs> Paces, demerits, raising your flag. Not to mention the incredible opportunities accelerated Christian education, ACE, state and national competitions afforded annually. Two years after WHCA opened, my family moved to Hillsdale County, where dad became the administrator of New Hope Christian School. That's where I met my husband, Steve Grape. My brothers, Bob and Don, who both became pastors and couldn't be here today, and I became a teacher and a chaplain, Married girls that they met through the new Christian School Sports League that WHCA and New Hope both participated in. Teams would travel to other schools for games and the host school would house the visitors overnight. In fact, my husband stayed with the Randalls and their four children, Dawn, Joanne, Joy, and Donnie were actually the first four students technically enrolled in this school. When New Hope's teams were hosted by WHCA, my husband Steve stayed at the Randall home. 13 years later, we bought that house from the Randalls when Steve's job brought us back to the area. And we're still there 33 years later. Jerry McGee went on to serve a term as president of the newly formed Michigan Association of Christian Schools. And over the years, we lost count of how many schools he helped start in multiple states. WHCA was a pioneer in a movement that is needed now more than ever. My dad considered this school foundational to his legacy, so much so that after he died in 1994, his ashes were spread here on what was then the school playground. May the students educated here stand strong in the academic and biblical foundation they receive, and may God bless those that have sacrificed to keep the legacy going 50 years later and may it continue until Jesus comes.
I'm Pastor Ed. I was here uh, early on in uh, WHCA's life. Um, I also was told by Charlie I have two minutes. <laughs> Stretch it a little. I want to offer thanks. Proverbs 22, 2, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will still cling to truth. More than 50 years ago it is when people here in the West Highland Church had a vision for a Christian school. One that would train children up with a biblical view of our world. And so to Pastor Robert Derby, Dr. Richard Charlick and Charlie Allen and Garner Shore, Jerry McGee, so many others that uh, had part in that vision, I want to offer to them a word of thanks. Finding staff for such an important role has been a, a project that has been handled with prayer. And over the years, as God has led and brought people to be staff, volunteer staff, who serve with a heart of wanting to encourage and care for others, and as a parent of three former students here at WHCA, I want to say thank you. And more than 189 years ago, six families came to this unsettled area and established the West Highland Baptist Church that has been sharing the gospel message of truth and supporting missionaries and raising up leaders. And I offer to families of the West Highland Church an incredible thank you for your part in this school's ministry. 2 Timothy 2.2 And the things that you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others and to teach others and to teach others and to teach others. And from 3 John, 4th verse, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. That that might be the gift given to every student and every person who comes in contact with the ministry of the West Island Baptist Church and the West Island Christian Academy. That was two minutes, 30 seconds, Charlie. Lunch is soon coming. Well, good morning, everybody. This is the uniform that we had before the light blue. Uh, after, after, after 41 years, I was still able to find the tie. Um, and my wife will tell you I am a sentimental hoarder. 
I actually still have a t-shirt from the 1982 World's Fair when we went to that. So I can't wear it anymore, but I still have the shirt. Um, it has been such a blessing uh, to be here. And this is family. 41 years ago, I stood on this stage and graduated with Kelly Swartz and Jim Miltis. Um, Jim Miltis married Cheryl Rosenbrook, who's my wife's cousin. Kelly Cornell, who has now gone home to be with the Lord. Um, Kelly Swartz, she married my brother, Jess Cornell. So I was literally related to my graduating class. Um, but to everybody, I feel very related to them. I, I feel related to the Charlicks through Kirk Moore. Kirk Moore, uh, his father was my dad's right-hand man in construction for many years. So um, I cherished my relationship with, with them. But I wasn't, Mrs. Kenny will tell you, I wasn't much for academics. But I do cherish uh, the academics as well as the extracurricular stuff. I was part of a drama team led by Mrs. Uh, Wilson and Mrs. Stumpel. We did the story of David. And I was Eliab, David's oldest brother. And I was very jealous of David. And after the performance, uh, David's mother, uh, Jeff Hudson's mother came up to me and I wanted to go up there and slap you for the way you talked to my son. Well, I guess I did my role well because I showed my jealousy. Yearbook was an exciting part of my high school uh, career, working with Mrs. Donovan. She was uh, like another mother to me, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Donovan. Um, the class trips, Mrs. Knabel taking us to Toronto in 1980. Um, 1982 was very special. We went to Knoxville World's Fair with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Stumpel. Um, and many of our family have gone home to be with the Lord. And, uh, John Wilson, uh, Mr. Stumpel are part of them that have gone home. Um, miss all of them dearly. Um, music was another thing that was very important. We were led by Mrs. List for a while. Um, and then later by Mrs. Merrill. And Mrs. Merrill was the one that pushed me way out of my comfort zone. And on this stage for a Christmas program, we did the uh, Christmas story. And um, I played the role of Joseph. And I actually sang a solo, singing out Joseph. And uh, I enjoyed that because that song that I sang kind of gave me a little insight into how Joseph may have felt. And I remember that very well to this day. Uh, she also got me to sing a solo at state convention. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Which I think pretty much sums up WHCA. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. And then also in our morning openings, we always sang happy birthday to everybody. And I don't know if the school still does this. And I don't know if they sing it the same way. Maybe they do. Um, but I still sing it to my grandchildren because I think it's a very special way to sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, to Jesus be true. God bless you and keep you the whole year through. And that's my wish for WHCA. God bless you and keep you for at least 50 more years. Half a century. Where did the time go? 
What's up, WHCA fam? This is Ian Wagner coming to you from Rochester, Michigan. Wanted to thank Mr. Charlie Allen for uh, reaching out to me. Wanted to uh, take a quick minute just to express my gratitude and thankfulness to the Academy and the educators over the years, everybody from Mrs. Bagnell to Mrs. Sanford uh, to Ms. Sherwood and everybody in between. Very, very thankful for my K through 12 education, which wrapped up in 2006 there at the Academy. And um, just wanted to share a couple quick thoughts. One is we know Proverbs 22.6. It says, train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. I think about that all the time, especially now having children of my own. And I think that that's something we should all reflect on. I want to challenge everybody though, including myself and my wife, um, about another scripture that I was actually reading my eldest son here this morning out of Genesis, one that we also all know out of Genesis 9, and in both verse 1 and 7, it says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and then in verse 7 it reiterates, populate the earth abundantly and multiply in it. And, you know, something that I've been talking about with uh, my wife and with uh, other close friends is if you really think about it, you don't really start expanding the kingdom of God until your third child. Let that sink in for a moment. The first two are just replacement, right? The first two are just going to replace you and your wife. If we really want to expand the kingdom, it starts with child three and on. And by the way, no condemnation. I know there's certain people out there maybe who haven't found um, their spouse or maybe have had troubles conceiving. But I just really want us to all um, take, you know, what we learned at WHGA, Philippians 4.13, and everything else uh, that, that we were just so blessed to be brought up with proper mindset and proper spiritual guidance. But our lives are only so long and our legacy is our children. So I would just really encourage, I felt the Holy Spirit just put it on my heart this morning to encourage those listening uh, to this video today. Maybe you're in the thick of things, maybe things are crazy with kids, but if you're even you know, considering having another, I would say just go do it, right? Obviously, get the Lord's will, but by default, we need to be expanding the kingdom Lord knows there's um, a lot of other folks with a lot of different belief systems out there who are also having kids. And if you wind this clock forward 500 years from today in 2023, um, the world is largely going to be dominated by whoever has the most amount of people with the most similar mindsets. So don't want to go too deep on you today, but that's my way of saying thank you, West Highland, uh, for all that you did for me. And let's keep it up. Let's not just send our kids to Christian schools, be it WHCA or otherwise, depending on your geography, but let's take it a step more foundational and let's be sure that we do our part to actually create more kids to then send to those Christian schools to then have an impact in different domains of society. So love everybody, super, super thankful. And, and just so grateful for my experience at West Highland. Hope everybody has a great day.
Hi, y'all. My family, Pastor Tom, I related to everything you said about Christian schools. It's a family. My kids all graduated, all three of them from West Highland, and they had classes of 10, 11, 12, and at their graduation parties at my house, there were 300 people. But it was a family, and it still feels that way, that everybody came to my house, and everybody came to everybody's graduation, and that was great. Thank you, West Highland, for all the teachers and the staff and the volunteers. I see so many people that volunteered. My daughter's basketball coach, my daughter's volleyball coach, mostly Charlie, uh, but all of the other people that were involved in their education and their training. My, my background in education, um, Christian education, started a long time ago. In 1981, although I received Christ as my personal Savior as a young child, I dedicated my life to say, God, I want you to start making my decisions for me. As an engineer, that's a tough thing to do because I was in charge of my own life, right? But I said, I'm going to let you make the decision. When God moved me to Midland, Michigan, my oldest son went into kindergarten, and I was encouraged to go to Midland Christian School and wondered if that was the thing for us to do, is put our children in Christian school. And at the school, I met my boss's wife was a teacher there, and a young couple that I was a youth director in Jackson, Michigan, 300 miles away, he was a principal and his wife was a teacher. So I felt it was right to put my oldest son in the kindergarten there. Then we moved to Howell, and being an engineer architect, they asked me if I would get involved in starting a school called Howell Nazarene Christian School. And I took part in doing the building part and getting state approval for that school. And my wife wanted to put our children in that school, and I said, I didn't know if we could afford to do that. And uh, so I thought about it, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I don't think we can afford to put all three of our children in Christian school. That's a lot of money. And she said, well, maybe when our daughter gets in school, maybe I can go back to work part-time. But I want to take the kids to school and bring them home from school. That's very important to me. So we had found a Christian dentist here in the area called Dr. Richard Charlick. <laughs> and uh, my wife went to interview, and we went there as uh, our dentist. And uh, he pulled me aside a few weeks later, and he said, how can I hire your wife to work for me? And I said, well, before I even knew how strongly he believed in Christian school, I said, my wife and I want to send our kids to Christian school, but my wife wants to take our kids there and bring, be ready to take them home. I said, I think if you offered to let her come in later and go home in a time that she could take the kids and bring them home, so he offered her a job. My wife worked for Dr. Charlotte for 18 years before I even knew how strongly he believed in Christian school. So <laughs> this was another sign. I'm kind of, well, honey, it's still a lot of money. And my wife said, I will work as long as it takes to pay the Christian school tuition. I said, honey, this is an a long-term event that you're talking about, sending three kids through Christian school, and it's not just a one or two year commitment. Well, 25 years later, 
I seen her coming down this long hallway in her house, kissing something. And I said, what are you doing? She says, 18 years later, or 25 years later, she was kissing the last Christian school tuition check. <laughs> and uh, so she did it, but she committed to make that commitment for that many years to send our kids to Christian school. But um, one thing that really made us sure that it was the right thing is Dorme, Mrs. Charlotte, pulled my wife aside one time. I told her I'd mention her name. Um, she pulled my wife aside. She says, you know, Carol, the most important thing to me as a mother is to see my children all go to heaven. And that meant a lot to my wife. And she held on to that. And she said, we are going to send our kids to Christian school no matter what it takes. So they all graduated from West Highland. And um, years later, my, one of my daughter-in-laws just walked in. She has been a teacher for many years um, at Northville Christian School. And after I retired as an architect engineer, um, she said, Northville's principal, Mr. Story, has been preaching, or not preaching, but praying for a building trades teacher. And he kept mentioning the things he was praying for in the quality of this person that he wants to teach at the school. And she said, Dad, I'm very sorry. You met every one of them requirements, so I mentioned your name. <laughs> so I went in and talked to Principal Story and my daughter-in-law, and I've been teaching building trades now part-time at Northville Christian for the last five years. And I love the kids. Um, but I, I would say, if you don't think there's a way, there is a way. There is a way. If that's what God wants for you and for your family, pray about it, and God will make a way. Okay, so God bless you, and thank you to all the West Highland Christian Academy helpers, staff, teachers, coaches. I appreciate everything you did for my children. I think two of them are going to be here this afternoon, including... Coach Matthew, you remember him? <laughs> we'll see you. It's hard to believe it's been a little over 40 years since I was at West Highland as a high school student. My name is Carrie Mensier, class of 1981, and I truly wish I could be with you in person. To Marge Knabel, our dedicated principal, the many inspiring teachers and uh, our very motivating coaches, Charlie Allen and Mike Boyce, to name just two. Dr. Charlie, who gave me emergency dental treatment that night when I nearly lost my two front teeth in a basketball game. Thank you. You all motivated me to coach fifth grade basketball at a community league and Mighty Might first year tackle football. You gave me the tools, the skills, and the mindset to share with those kids and the compassion when the team needed to run a few extra suicide drills to get their minds right, the compassion to not have them die doing it, just to make them think they were going to. Three days after graduating from West Highland, still 17 years old, I found myself stepping off a bus and getting all my hair shaved off at the U.S. Navy boot camp in Great Lakes, Illinois. My journey took me to serving in the depths of the ocean in two different submarines. That was during the Cold War as we hunted and tracked Russian submarines. I then became a firefighter and I still am an EMT and all that shifted when I was selected to become a San Diego police officer. I recently retired as a sergeant after serving for 30 years. The foundation of discipline, 
and teamwork instilled in me at West Highland Christian Academy has served me in every role, every situation, every hardship, and every victory. When I faced nearly dying from a maintenance accident, being trapped in the main ballast tank of my first submarine when it was flooding, being accidentally left behind in a burning building, feeling like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for a little bit, being shot at by gang members, having to use deadly force twice in my career. Each time my faith in God was instilled in me here where you sit at West Highland, and it carried me through. Recovering from the nightmares, working through the stress, digging deep for the compassion I needed to be able to perform first aid on someone who just tried to kill me. All of that came from God, and I learned about God right here at WHCA. Our school was more than just a place of learning. It was a launch pad that propelled me and sure many of us into the world with confidence, determination, the love of others, the ability to turn the other cheek and understand that everyone we meet is going through things that we don't know about and they're doing the best they can with the knowledge they have and where they are in life. Our teachers, our coaches, they taught us more than subjects and techniques. They taught us about teamwork, about respect and about life. They equipped us with a compass that continues to guide us even 40 years after. A compass that has helped me navigate the depths of the ocean, smoke-filled rooms, and the complexity of maintaining law and order. So as we come together today to celebrate and reminisce about our school days, let's be sure to thank those who helped us become who we are today. Thank you for the journey, for the memories, and thank you for the foundation that continues to serve each graduate to this very day. For all this and so much more, I'm forever in gratitude. And that was just a sampling. We were initially thinking about having an open mic, but I, I think uh, we're going to uh, think about lunch uh, a little quicker. But I do want to read uh, three uh, quick emails that I received uh, after I reached out to people, and just to, to add a, the flavor of, uh, of, of the, a variety of things, and this is pretty typical. One comment says, we had previously attended a smaller private school that didn't quite meet our expectations. We were treated as outsiders and the school didn't share our values. However, upon attending WHCA, we immediately felt accepted as part of the school and saw a positive change in our son. We all feel a part of the school community. The volunteer opportunities allowed us to meet many families and we feel tremendously grateful that the families, teachers, and administrators share our values. The school has helped our son grow in faith, knowledge, and capability over his first year at WHCA. We couldn't be happier with the school, and we feel blessed to be part of it. And that was uh, from the Roberts family. Uh, I got another email from Aaron Patera, who graduated in 2017, and, and this was, uh, uh, this kind of moved me a little bit. I attended WHCA for three years, graduating in 2017. WHCA was there at a perfect time that I needed it. My high school years were initially filled with hard times and sadness, but because I had these final years spent at WHCA, I can say there was joy, laughter, and friendship. Congratulations to WHCA for 50 years. After high school, I attended Olivet Nazarene University for four years, then I moved to Indianapolis for one year as a graphic designer. I then got married to my wife Kelly in 2022, and finally, I'm now in Los Angeles as a professional VFX artist working on TV and movies, whatever that means. Uh, I am sad that I cannot attend due to the distance, 
to the school, but, but warm wishes to us from L.A. And one last one that I just received uh, from Eric Needham, who we've uh, heard a little bit about earlier. He says, I know this message may be last minute and might not make it, but we're going to squeeze it in, but wanted to send it anyway. My name is Eric Needham. I attended WHCA from kindergarten through 12th grade and graduated in 1999. I'm so grateful for my experience at WHCA and the many teachers, staff, and staff who invested in me during those years. Some of my favorite memories are playing football during recess all the way through high school, band classes with Mrs. Smith, singing songs during Mr. Ballner's Bible class, and the hours practicing and playing basketball. I knew that my teachers sacrificed in order to educate me because they believed in the mission and vision of WHCA and students like me. I'll forever be grateful, and I'm a better follower of Jesus because of them. Let's pray and close. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day, for this celebration of 50 years of West Highland Christian Academy, for some reminiscing and some sharing with people that have been involved, and we, and we thank you for uh, obviously blessing this ministry. We thank you for the church that has supported us, and dear Lord, we pray that this will be an afternoon of uh, sharing and, and fellowship and and uh, just a great time of uh, spending time together, getting to know people we don't know, and talking about stories with people we do. And we pray you'll be with us the rest of the day. Uh, and we ask these things in thy name. Amen.